Oh, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Grumpy Young Men podcast. This is episode six. Episode six. On today's show, we have Sean Austin. Sean Austin is a, I'm going to call him a strength and conditioning coach. Uh, He knows his stuff about nutrition, about lifting, about how to stay on track, how to follow your goals, and follow your hearts. No, I'm just kidding. But Maybe he knows how to do that as well. Sean, you think you'd be a good life coach? I think you'd be a good life coach, especially with that mustache. If you watch the video version, you'll see the handlebars in all of that glory. Anyway, uh, for all you resolutioners out there who are looking for some tips and tricks on how to stay on your diet, or if you're getting kind of discouraged, this is a good podcast to listen to, especially this episode. Sean is a wealth of knowledge. We get in-depth about what he does to stay on track as, as a busy dad, shift worker, husband, and he is a competitive powerlifter, so his training and nutrition has to be on point. And if you follow his Instagram, at bluecollar underscore strength, you will really see that he knows what he's doing and that he's a strong guy and that you can learn a lot from him. So yeah, this is episode six. Thanks for tuning in and you guys have yourself a great 2017 and a great week. Peace. We are live, my friend. I'm going to put my phone over here. Doing a thing. Yeah, that's good. All right. Welcome to the Grumpy Young Man Podcast. My name is Chris, and I have with me today... Sean Austin. And Sean Austin, who are you? I'm originally from Newfoundland, and... I'm going to fix this immediately. There you go. Okay. Right in front of your face. And down there. Hey, that works. I'm originally from Newfoundland, and uh, I'm a shift worker, family man, and just a couple of years ago, got back into some competitive powerlifting, and I'm right in the process right now of starting my own little personal training business. All right, and that's called? Blue Collar Strength and Conditioning. I like the hat. <laughs> it's, I like the name. Blue Collar Strength's awesome. Yeah. Um, so what are your, uh, what's your total? Best uh, total, I guess. My Best total was years ago in a unsanctioned meet. It was 630 kilos. It wasn't a real meet. It was just a bunch of guys that got together in the gym. And now since I got back into it, I'm at 590, I believe it is. I'm Can you speak Canadian? What's that in pounds? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know right off the top of my head. It's uh, somewhere around 1,300. 1,300 pound total. So that's yeah. your bench press, squat, and deadlift yeah. total together. I, I squat it right around 475. My dead was 530, and I think my bench was 330. So That's a good bench. Whatever like, that It's is. a good squat and dead, but like yeah. a bench over 300 is hard to get. I know, get. but my bench is frustrating for me because it's been right around 330 for a couple of years. I've got some tendonitis issues and stuff. And Just elbow problems? Yeah, that sort of thing, uh, and it's kind of holding me up. So that's my most frustrating lift. I um, Yeah, I, I plateaued at 285. Um, and then I got injured. I injured. I think you're going through something the same thing right now with my my back and hip, yeah. like and glute area. Yeah. There's something going on in there. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I, I have a very very similar thing. Uh, 
for a long time, first out of high school and stuff, I worked a lot of very like labor intensive jobs. So I've got, you know, bad movement patterns and some yeah. overuse injuries sort of thing. So I, I got to keep that in my mind. Sometimes it's hard to remember that and hold back and I'll get carried away, uh, start ramping up my deadlifts and training frequency and stuff like that. And in, in a couple of weeks, I'm hurt. So. I know. I, I went from deadlifting, benching and squatting once a week to Lane Norton's PH3 program. Have you yeah. seen that? Yeah, I'm familiar with it. Which the, is yeah. like three times a week squat, three times a week bench, twice a week deadlift. Yeah. And it was, I went through phase one. I got stronger. I got to 500 pound dead. Well, five plates, so however, the plates are never yeah. completely accurate, but we'll say 500 pounds, and I had a four-plate squat and a 285-pound bench, and then I tweaked my hip, and I was like, I'm just going to do bicep curls. Yeah. Or, and then, or I just kept deadlifting and kept, yeah. my, it just went down. You know, you could, it's a fine line to walk. I, I know from my own experience training, the best way to get better at the squat, bench, and deadlift is the squat, bench, and deadlift. But not everybody can just squat three times a week. You know, previous injuries, if you do shift work, you don't sleep so much, you got a family, that sort of thing. So you kind of find, got to find that happy medium. What I've found really works for me is uh, switching, switching up some barbells, like not like the west side stuff where I'm always doing a different movement because then I just get too far away from the competition lifts yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and takes away. But if I squat twice a week, if I can squat with the straight bar, one day a week, and then use a safety squat bar or something like that the next day. You've got a cambered bar as well, right? Yeah, I got that from Rogue. That thing is a savage. That's awesome. Oh, so. so if anyone doesn't know what a cambered bar is, it basically, it's like a barbell, but um, it's what? One third of the length, it just it drops, drops right down, off, and yeah. then the weights yeah. um, are on the, what was it, like a two feet? Two feet drop, yeah. So the, And the, the bar alone is 80 pounds. So you're, you're <laughs> squatting, and your, your weight is like... Right down here, it and really wants to and pull you forward and stuff. Like um, if you just squat with the empty bar when you're warming up, the thing is swinging all over the place. So it really forces you to stay tight and keep your chest up and all that sort of thing. That's it's yeah. But yeah, I can I've I get stronger faster if I just squat, bench, deadlift. But I know from previous jobs I had and previous injuries and that sort of thing, it only works for me for a few weeks. And then I'm spinning my wheels going backwards. So that's kind of the medium I came up with that seems to be working pretty good for me. Yeah, and and that's kind of like I'm I'm sitting in a haul truck all day, so my mobility is yeah terrible. Yeah. So that's my goals this year is to work on my mobility um, and my cardio. So I'm going to start doing um, a little bit of everything, I think. I'm still going to squat, bench, and dead, but I'm going to have a – like a high, I'm not going to just run, but I'm going to do everything cardio wise. It's going to be done with a barbell, so I'm going to start incorporating some like, uh, like CrossFit style things where I'm like 20 pull ups and then 20 thrusters until I'm can't breathe yeah. and kind of thing. And just because I find that when I'm training, it's I once I I get tired quick, yeah, and then I get injured. That's what happens. I know if I if I let my conditioning slide at all, it takes away from my training. That like. Uh, powerlifting is my primary goal and doing a bunch of burpees and that sort of thing, you know, is not really the best thing for your squat, but I know I don't sleep a lot. I've got some young kids doing shift work. Once I start to let my conditioning slide, it's, it's harder for me to recover from training session to training session. So I like to keep up on all that stuff. And my favorite thing to do, I've been doing a lot of recently is just 
taking my time and doing my benching and squatting and deadlifting. But once those main movements are done, just supersetting a lot of big movements, trying to do lots of sets of 10 and stuff like that. Yeah, it's... um you know who Stan Efferding is, eh? Yes, yeah. Yeah, so he, well, he's almost 50 now, so he just does sets of 20. Yeah. But I watched him, he's, I mean, he's on gear, yeah, sure. But I mean, it doesn't matter. He's almost 50, he just did a set of 20 with 405. Did yeah. you see that video when yeah, he was squatting with Larry Wheels? Yeah, it's unbelievable, yeah. Like, there's lots of guys on gear that aren't even close no, to anything. That's crazy. I, I don't know who the guy is, but I just seen on somebody's Facebook He's squatted 135 pounds for like nine minutes straight. Like nine minutes. Yeah, it's like unbelievable conditioning. So that's always been like a secondary goal to me. I've yeah. always found that stuff kind of interesting. And so it's always something I keep in my training. Nine, I can't walk for nine minutes. <laughs> I know, it's <laughs> unreal. So that's got to be one of the craziest feats of strength ever 135 for nine minutes. I had never even heard of the guy before. So. <clears throat> that's like I uh, uh, I saw this guy he had like the world record for well not the, like the unofficial like the Instagram record for a wall sit yeah so he's doing a wall sit and he had like 700 pounds on him or something like that and he held it for like two minutes and like just on his legs and yeah. then someone beat him so he went and did like eight or nine hundred pounds yeah uh, one cool guy for that stuff, uh, if you ever look up some Kurt Angle, the former WWE wrestler and former oh, okay, Olympic wrestler, yeah, yeah. Uh, if you look up some of his stuff, I don't think there's much video on it, but you can read about crazy things he did when he was training for the Olympics. Like I believe he squatted 315 for 60-something reps and squatted 225 for 77 one time. And I was actually in a gym one time, the wrestlers were in town, and Kurt Angle just set up a couple barbells with 315, and I think he was doing cleans, squats, and deadlifts, and just was pretty much nonstop for 40 minutes. It was unbelievable. It, like, okay, so you obviously know who Mark Bell is. Yeah, yeah. And they've had some wrestlers on the power his podcast, and it opens my eyes to how athletic these guys have to be. Like, when you're watching it, you kind of just get lost in the spectacle because it's a spectacle. Yeah. But, like, can you imagine getting... like? They land on that mat. Yeah. And then they like do a backflip off the rope. These guys are like 255, 260 pounds just doing backflips and yeah. getting thrown around. There's, and n- there's no off season. I find their training really interesting. Like I've been, I know uh, Joe DeFranco uh, works with a lot of those guys now. I think he trains Triple H. Oh, really? You can look them up on YouTube and Instagram and all that stuff. And I find, uh, I find it really interesting how they can manage, you know, because they have to trained to be physically fit enough to do what they do and plus you know working around all the injuries their schedule and then look good to come on tv so as something if you got some spare time you want to look up some interesting theories on training and that joe defranco he's got some awesome ideas mm, i'm gonna, gonna look into that yeah. I, i'm just i'm interested in what i can do different because i've been i haven't been powerlifting that long like i was doing it for maybe a year and a half or so but I've been working out for years. It yep. doesn't look like it now, but I have been. And, um, but uh, I'm just like, I just want to just do different things. Yeah. It's, you got to keep things, things interesting. I mean, it doesn't matter how good your training program is. If you hate it, you, yeah. you're not going to put the effort and, forward. And that's like diet too. Like, People are like, okay, it's 2017, I'm going to eat chicken breast and broccoli. And yeah. that's it. And then within two weeks, they're dying. Falling off the wagon. Falling off the wagon. Yeah. It's like, 
if you can't, if some people can do that and they thrive on that, I can't. First yeah. of all, I hate chicken. <laughs> it just, it, I don't know why I don't like chicken, but uh, it, it just don't do a fad thing. Yeah. You you got you got to make life changes for the long term. Like yeah, jumping on these feds, they're never going to work. Just things you're never going to stick to. The biggest thing is portion control and cook your own food. Yeah, and you got to make things easy too. If you overcomplicate this stuff, you know, like you got a wife and a couple kids, you're working. You got to get up in the morning. You know, it's important to know how much you're eating, weigh everything out, and yeah. stuff. But if you're doing math on a piece of loose leaf paper All before day. you make your breakfast, you know, it's not going to work. No, so. I mean, get a tracker app for your phone. Yeah. Just be like, I had three eggs and a cup of kale exactly, and yeah. some homemade potato yeah. wedges or something. I've had I've had great results in the past when I wanted to change how I looked and stuff by uh, cycling carbohydrates and stuff like that. Yeah, and I'd have this many carbs after my squat day. If it was a squat and deadlift day, then it would be this much. <clears throat> uh, you're running around with the family, that sort of thing. It's just you gotta. Find something simpler that you can stick with. Yeah, like, so if you need to go get fast food, like, my, one of my favorite burger places is I just like an A&W burger. Yeah. So go get, understand what's in an A&W burger and add it into your daily thing if yeah. you need to eat it. I mean, there's worse things to eat. Like, just don't get fries. Yeah, I, I love A&W. I can go there every day. So I actually oh, so good. <laughs> I actually go and buy their spices. They sell their, they sell their little seasoning in little bottles i think believe it's like two dollars i think i saw it on your instagram you had that and i put that stuff on everything like frank's red hot sauce i put that shit on everything on everything yeah and (laughs) so whatever but you know whatever works if that's going to help you yeah i can bake chicken breast and just add it and i love it i can eat it three times a day so if that's what you enjoy and yeah going to help you stick to some good healthy eating but i think it's just a lot of trial and error you got to experiment around and get in a good groove where you know it fits your fits your lifestyle and works for you. Yeah, like, you, like technically, if you're an elite athlete and or you you are very serious about your training, you have a lot of like high intensity stuff. You can kind of outwork a bad diet. Yeah, but most people don't do that. Yeah. And uh, one thing too, like I, I do have some powerlifting goals I take very seriously. But you know, you I got into this whole thing to improve my quality of life yeah not to take away from it so you know if you can't go out with your wife and have a steak once in a while what's the point what's the point yeah if you yeah a big old dirty t-bone and a pile of mashed potatoes but i think if you're making the right choices 90 percent of the time and just don't go to hell with it you're fine i've had cheat meals in the past where like i'd lose a pound and a half all week and then gain off of my cheat meal. Yeah. I've kind of gotten away from that. That's one thing, you know, it's just unhealthy you want to stay away from. Yeah. But you can definitely go enjoy an A&W burger once in a while. I mean, if yeah, if you're going to go somewhere like no hormones, no steroids. Yeah, it's good natural. It's real beef. Yeah. And the, my wife actually worked there when she was a teenager. They cook it to order. It's not sitting there all day they don't so they may they like put the patty in a patty press and then throw it on the grill yeah they don't like un- until you place your order the thing isn't made like it's not sitting there for three hours that sort of thing so yeah it's like to me i would rather pay the extra money yeah to and wait an extra two or three minutes and get the fresh bread like there's a I don't feel bad after I eat one of those burgers. Yeah. If I have a double quarter pounder at McDonald's, I feel terrible. Yeah. But it's also because I add mayo and bacon. But <laughs> yeah. I do. I do have some friends that have a different theory. They'd rather the pre-frozen thing because they say, "Well, sixteen-year-olds are making your hamburger. I'd rather not take the chance on 
the 16 year old like frying up my beef or whatever uh, but i find a and w the way to go is yeah if you're going if you're going to splurge and they got some pretty good chicken burgers too even i've had their uh boneless skinless chicken burger on a whole wheat bun and it's actually really good is it really good yeah i like five guys too you yeah, ever had five guys I, I did have five guys just once in columbus ohio and i loved the place there's one in Edmonton. I used to fly to Edmonton for work, and uh, I'd rent a car, and after my meetings were done, every time, because yeah. the, the research center for Syncrude is like two minutes away from Five yeah. Guys. But yeah, I'm, I'm a cheeseburger-aholic. I, I love, love cheeseburgers. I love cheeseburgers. Yeah. We, and sushi. Like not, not like raw, just dynamite rolls. Yeah. I'm new to sushi. That's something I just recently got into, but I could see it could be like a new addiction for me. I mean, for me, it's rice, seaweed, avocado, yeah. cucumber, and shrimp. Yeah, there's a little bit of batter on the shrimp, but I mean, if you're going to eat out, that's pretty good. Yeah, I know a lot of people have trouble when they start combining like large amounts of fat and carbohydrates. So you you get a pizza, it's a lot of greasy, fatty, processed meats and cheese. Yeah. Plus you have all those carbohydrates. So that's one thing about sushi. It is a lot of carbohydrates, but, but you don't have the high fat content. No. So it's you know if you're if you want to have a good cheat meal, but you don't want to stray too, too far, far off the path, sushi is a yeah. good way to go. Sushi or yeah, like a just a good one good burger. Yeah, a fat burger is good downtown. Yeah, a good cheeseburger, some fries. You know, isn't as long as you're not eating that thing every day. It's good. It's, it's a, a good, good cheat meal. Yeah, it's a good hearty cheat meal. It's way better than eating an entire pizza. Or and especially like if you add it into your if you're a beginner, maybe just track your calories mostly. But if you're more into it, you add it into your macros yeah, for uh, the day. One thing I like to do uh, uh, if I'm going to have a cheat meal, I'll have it on my first day after night shifts because I've slept half the day. I'm not going to get an entire six meals in or five meals in. Yeah, I'm probably only going to be up long enough to maybe have three meals. I get home after my first night. I sleep till the early afternoon, and then you're trying to go to bed early that night so if anybody does night shifts that's a great time to have and your willpower is at an all-time low yeah you definitely don't feel like (laughs) no doing any sort of meal prep or anything like yeah no i i'm bad at i'm bad for um if i'm busy not eating my meals until the nighttime yeah and that's a bad habit yeah that's something i've struggled a lot with in the past but what i've gotten into doing and has made a huge difference in my diet and training is just I prep all my meals just like I'm working on a day off. So even though maybe my day's off work, I'll get up early in the morning or the night before I go to bed. I'll pack everything for, I need for the next day, put in little containers and put in the fridge, uh, just as if, if, as if I was going to work for 12 hours. And then everything is right there. Just warm it up. And eat all it. you have to do is throw it in the microwave. And plus, you you know, you prepared all that food. You know, if you don't eat it, it's going to go into garbage. So, that's so it's more motivation just to eat the meals okay. you need. And you can take things with you just like I, I, I carry around my lunch bag now. Just like when I'm working, I'll throw it in the back of the truck if we're out with the kids for a day or something like that. Yeah, and that's good because if I'm out, I don't, I'll grab something. Yeah, that's that's what I've always done in the past. Just been running around, you end up at A&W more often than you should be or whatever. Yeah. So this is what I've been doing. Every day. Yeah, <laughs> the past six months and it's, it's made a huge difference. I feel way better. Okay. So yeah. that's that's a good tip for everyone who's trying to uh, figure out what to do for the new year. Maybe just, and it doesn't have to be literally like chicken breast and, oh, and yeah. if you like, if you like lean, 
beef, then eat lean beef. Like yeah. that's that's fine. Eat fish. Is you cooked it? It's natural. It's healthy for you. Didn't eat it. Yeah, exactly. Like you know what's you know most people know <laughs> if they're into the fitness lifestyle at, at all, all. Yeah, they know what they should be eating and shouldn't be eating. You yeah. don't have to make it a no. science, right? Yeah, and just yeah, just because every, everyone on Instagram is eating egg whites and chicken breast doesn't mean you can't eat heat my new piece coming out <laughs> you can't eat whole eggs and steak uh, or fats, fish. Are, fats are good that's are good i feel great on saturated fat like i get up pretty early so like in the afternoon i get groggy and stuff like that when i'm eating saturated fats get out of the way i'm you're I'm good ready to, go. to go i know i'm um, i always because i like fattier foods versus carbier foods I, I have a hard time hitting my carbohydrate goals for the day yeah unless it's with something quick yeah but I love, like, I love fatty food. Yeah, fatty meats and stuff. As long as you don't have, like, pre-existing problems with cholesterol and stuff like that, I think, uh, I think you know, leaner cuts of red meat. And then if you're not eating a lot of carbohydrates, even the fattier cuts of red meat, yep. like chicken thighs instead of chicken breasts, they're cheaper, they go down a lot easier, you can eat them faster. And yep. if, you, if you're not getting ready for a physique competition, a chicken thigh is going to be just fine. Can be just fine. Just, uh, yeah, and that's... Literally what you just said, it's if you're eating high carb, eat lower fat. If you're eating high fat, eat lower carb. Definitely, yeah. It's 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 not rocket science yeah. to manage your nutrition. I know I, I gain weight easy and if I if I want to keep my weight under a certain limit, I've I've done it with success before with high carbs and low fat, and I've done it the other way with lower carbs and higher fat. But once you start combining the two, for most yeah. people, I find they run into problems. Well, I've been really into like researching about cholesterol and the myths around fat and like ketogenic diets. You probably heard us talk yep. about it a few times on the podcast. And it's just it's insane to me how like I'll even now I'll tell my parents, yeah, I had four eggs for breakfast. They're like, oh, cholesterol. <laughs> Why about your cholesterol and all the fat? I'm like, what? What? What are you talking about? Like you sit down and eat a loaf of bread. Yeah. You know, it's people don't understand that it's not the I th- devil. I think sugar too is the real killer. It I, is. Did you know? Did you read about that like huge thing that just came out in the states? Uh, not sure. Uh, the high fructose corn syrup industry. Oh yeah, paid off Congress. Like this is a fact. Yeah. I can, it, back in the '60s, to say that fat was bad and sugar was fine. Yeah. So that's why we have all you know the obesity problems we have now. I that's I attribute it to that that that's why we have the obesity problems we have now yeah you like all the low fat foods like you buy the fat free yogurts and stuff like that there's just so much sugar in that stuff it's all sugar i think it would you know arnold and those guys used to drink the full fat cream all the time back in the 70s well i i have you ever heard of rick drazen I believe I have. He has a YouTube channel, and he was Arnold's training partner okay, for years. Yes. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. And uh, he said they only had carbs once a week. Yeah, I, th- I know uh, those guys are were really, a lot of those guys were really big uh, on the lower carb, higher fat stuff. And then uh, in the 80s, uh, Dr., I'm probably going to like totally mispronounce his last <laughs> That's name. That's fine. This is not like a, no one watched this. But, uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Mario uh, DePlask or something like that came out with the anabolic diet and all that sort of thing. And uh, Vince McMahon brought in the WBF and he had all those guys on the anabolic diet. They were all kind of following ketogenic diets and they were having blood work done and stuff like that. And no one was having problems and guys were getting shredded. So. Yeah. 
It's it's a weird thing because even um, when I talked about it, um, like Jordan, when we first started talking about it, he he did he couldn't understand it. Yeah. He's like, what do you mean you don't need carbohydrates? I'm like, you don't need them. Yeah. You're, I, he's like, I don't understand what a ketone is. I'm like, I don't, I'm not a scientist. I'm yeah. just telling you. I believe if you, if you want to, if you want to train optimal, you, you know, yeah, yeah, it's going to sure. be hard to do it without the carbohydrates yeah. for most people anyway. Yeah. But, um, you know, you, you can kind of plan your food and your daily intake around your activity. Yeah. Like if I'm, if it's minus 30 out and I'm going to go home and watch, kids movies with my kids all day yeah I, I don't need a cup of rice you know yeah that sort of thing so one thing like i really like doing now i've posted about on instagram lots is the meat and nut breakfast if i'm not training in the morning i've cut out all the carbs the first couple meals because i've found you know you're waking up early uh you know you've always read all your muscle cells are starving from for nutrients and that sort of thing but i believe your fat cells and all that fat tissue is also starving. So you get up in the morning and eat a big carbohydrate meal because breakfast is supposed to be the biggest meal of the day. Yeah. But then you're going to sit behind a desk all day. You just feel groggy and tired and it's not really what you need. I feel the best when I eat eggs and bacon yeah. for breakfast only yeah if i if i'm training first thing in the morning i yeah, have yeah, yeah. carbohydrates but yeah. otherwise i just feel stick to the meat and nut breakfast and i feel way better in the mornings well i had back in 2015 it was my best year i think i put on like 25 pounds of muscle i had my highest deadlift squat and bench i ever had and i was um post-workout hitting a post-workout carb so 30 grams of just uh refined carbohydrate yeah just after my workout and just timing that just that one thing i had the best results i've ever had yeah i've read a lot uh of john meadows stuff he's a big bodybuilding guy yeah i like john meadows and all, all um rp strength now they they're on instagram and stuff they they do diet templates and stuff they have a lot of information out there about the post-workout window and timing yeah. your carbohydrates and that. I do find it makes a huge difference with recovery and stuff like that. I'm I'm a big fan of putting the bulk of your carbohydrates around, around your, your workout. Around I your mean, workout. why not? Yeah. It just makes it, to me, well, to us, it makes sense. Yeah, and then if you even, you go back to the Fred Hatfield stuff in the 80s or, um, you know, that was their whole philosophy. You put the bulk of your nutrition around the bulk of your activity. It's, yeah. It makes things simple. It's it? it's very simple. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like if you're going to climb Mount Everest, you don't carbo load six days before. Yeah, exactly. You do it the day of or night before. Yeah. Then, well, then every day, yeah. basically. <laughs> I was watching, have you ever watched Top Gear before? I love Top Gear, yeah. Have you seen the Grand Tour yet, the new yeah. one? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so good. Anyway, when they did the North Pole special, Richard's only what? He's a hundred. He's maybe like 145 pounds. Yeah, he's a pretty small guy. 5'7". Uh, he was eating like... 6,000 calories a day of just chocolate and nuts. Like, yeah. that's that's all, like, just to be able to get through it. Yeah. I I know um, the famous strongman that was winning uh, all the World Strongest Man titles a few years ago. Um, oh. The Polish guy. Oh, uh, he just looked like a Mr. Olympia competitor. Yeah. But uh, you can Google his diet, and he was, like, having a Snickers bar with every meal just because the activity supported it well, and I mean, needed yeah. the calories, right? Well, you look at Brian Shaw. I mean, he eats 8,000 calories yeah. a day or something like yeah. that. Um, Eddie Hall or 
Not Eddie Hall. Who's the other one? The other really big guy. Uh, you got Thor, the guy from uh, Game of Thrones, and Eddie Hall's the big British guy over in England. Oh. His, his documentary now is on Netflix. So Have you watched it cool. yet? I have. A, is it good? It's, I really enjoyed it, yeah. Strongman, I think, is the ultimate yeah, to I, me. I really, like, uh, I've just got into some of the Strongman. Oh, you got a, you have a, a log now, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's a homemade log, so it's all out of balance and stuff. <laughs> it's just a beast, right? So, oh, like, so you welded it up and stuff yourself? You made it at home? Yeah, I had a friend help me with it. And yeah, it's it's 150 pounds, but I'm mm-hmm. sure it's not all, you know, like a barbell counterweighted and that sort of thing. It's it's 150 so, pounds in this area. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I mean, if you, you want to get a sweat going, like uh, a couple of days ago, I did some sets of 10 with the log and I superset it with some upper, upper back work and just it's great cardio. You're definitely sucking wind when you're done. It's amazing. I'm so lazy compared to you. I, I want to talk about your uh, look like you lift thing you got going on right now. Yeah. So what's your goal? Well, uh, basically to look like I lift. I, uh, I've i been messing around with weights since I was like seven or eight years old. I uh, used to watch Saved by the Bill, and I wanted to look like A.C. Slater. AC, dude, he still looks amazing. Yeah, so my I, for one of my birthdays, I got a little dumbbell set. Was it? Did it have sand in it? Yeah. And it was brown? Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> a couple years after that, I uh, bought my first bodybuilding magazine. And it actually had an article on the late powerlifter Anthony Clark. You can Google him. He's a big Hawaiian guy. He passed away a few years ago, but he, he was reverse grip bench pressing over 600 pounds. Oh. That sort of thing. So anyway, ever since what I uh, butthole. <laughs> ever since I read that Anthony Clark article, my main goal has always been strength. That's all I've cared about is yeah. strength. Watch anything strength related, read anything strength related. But uh, since I've gotten into my early thirties, I, you know, just got this thing in my head. I've put so much effort into training all these years. It would actually be nice to, to lo- look look like I train. And then, um, like, I have put on some good muscle over the years and stuff like that. But I, I'd always make sure I got the nutrients in to support my training. But afterwards, if I wanted pizza, whatever, yeah, 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 I yeah. had it. Yeah. So now I'm just paying a little closer attention to that. And I just, uh, there's a goal I've got in my head too. Like I've dieted down before in the past and then just, you know, okay, yeah, I did it. And then uh, gained all the weight back right away so I could get my lifts back to where they are. But mm. I, I believe now I've got the time and I've got my training figured out where I can get a little healthier and still continue to get stronger uh, just as long as, you know, I make make yeah. things out over the long term. And now I'm, I'm getting into my 30s now. I just turned 33 a few months ago, and I'm 230 pounds, not quite 5'7". So I'd probably be a little healthier, around 200 pounds, that sort of thing. Oh, okay, so, yeah, yeah. So but I'm just going to really try to take my time and really work hard on keeping my lifts where where they're at like if i can lose a half a pound a week um i'm happy you're happy yeah 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 there's no there's no rush yeah i know if you if if you wanted to do a 12-week trans uh transformation and then do a powerlifting meet and kick ass i don't really think it's it'd be unless you're chemically enhanced or genetically superior to pretty much anybody it's probably not going to happen you know you always read that stuff pick a goal I, I do believe that's important, or, but I'm just, you know, if you take your time and you do things over the long term and you put in the work, you can definitely uh, get stronger I feel and like, drop a few pounds. I feel like you, sh- like you should be able to. Like, you're, you're a strong guy. 
Um, but I mean, we, there's guys in the 160 weight class lifting, like deadlifting yeah. 600 pounds now. Uh, powerlifting and the strength world is just exploded uh, recently. I really think it's got a lot to do with the whole social media thing and just the mentality. Because, you know, a few years ago, you had to be the strongest guy in your gym if you really want to be a big shot. And you'd, you'd go to your little local, local YMCA or whatever. Yeah. And... Um, you were strong there. You were strong. You guy. were you were you were the shit. You were the man, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, and and that's what you had driving you. You had a couple guys in the gym at your heels, and that was that's what was motivating you to do more. And now you can go on Instagram and you can see what somebody in New Zealand is squatting this morning, you know. And they're like t- like toasting you, yeah. And, and they're like thirty pounds lighter than you, kind of. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, and it's kind of like the four minute mile thing too. You know, yeah. like. Uh, once you see those barriers broken, you start to realize what what you can do, right? So yeah, I mean, if I deadlifted four hundred five and I never saw anybody deadlifting anything more than that, yeah, I would be like, okay, like, oh, like I'm only like two. I'm only well, I was when I I deadlifted five plates. So say that I did that, I was two twenty when I did that. Yeah, it's like. Okay, I'm only 220. Like, I'm not a big strong man. 500 pounds. Like, that's all, you know. Yeah. I must be top tier here. Little do I realize you got people like Pete Rubish at 220, deadlifting yeah. 800 pounds. Yeah. Like, I was, I think I benched 225 when I was in high school. Yeah. I'm from a little town with a thousand people. So everybody was talking about my 225 Beaver. bench press. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I didn't know that some high school football kid in uh, Texas somewhere was benching 405 while he was still in high school, right? Yeah, so I, I know. Now you can just look at your cell phone and see what everybody's yeah, doing. And it makes that, a huge difference. And you can either let that, you can either measure yourselves by them or use them as inspiration. Yeah. And using them as inspiration is definitely more helpful. Yeah, and it's the whole mental aspect of it. I know uh, the famous power lifter back in the 70s, Doug Young, his giant Texan that uh, just and, looked yeah. like a stud. Yeah. Uh, he, there's a YouTube tribute video of him. That's real famous, and uh, he's got the one little saying there where your mind's just a breaker. It's just a fuse, and you just got to learn how to turn that fuse off and go smash weights pretty much. Yeah. Like any any injury I've had is because of hesitation. Yeah. Um, I'd like There's definitely other factors, but like if I'm like the minute before I'm going to pick up the yeah. my deadlift, if I like... Is this going to be too heavy? Like, who cares? Just try, just let it go. Yeah, you you definitely can't be second guessing yourself. No. You got to have some confidence. You got to be focused. Now, if you if you go if you every every morning or every night you go to the gym and you say, okay, I'm turning off the breaker, I'm going well, and you're going to have some problems. Yeah, you're just going to be. But but you you got to know what you you know you got to know. There's you can't put all these limitations on yourself. No, you, you got to be mentally strong as well as physically strong. What do you think about? Um, that is a good point. Um, what do you think about this whole, um, like it's, it's mainstream now where if you have an injury, it's painkillers and surgery. Yeah. Uh, I think for the most part, surgery for most people would probably want to be last resort, you know, like eh, injuries, you know, everybody's different in that. But if I was 30 years old, I want to be in a big hurry to run out and have back surgery. You know, you. I know, unless like, I've had this plaguing issue. It's either on one side or the other. My pelvis is twisted. Like, I've been recommended by my doctor surgery. Yeah. Like, it's just it's a muscle imbalance. What are they going to do? Well, uh, shorten a tendon or like what? 
you know, I'm, I'm not a doctor or therapist or anything like that. Uh, but you understand what's well, happening in society. It seems like it's a lot easier now to get a prescription for something than it used to be. Okay, I've already said this on the podcast, but I just had a circumcision at 28 years old. I had a bit of an issue. I had to get one. I he prescri- My doctor, my surgeon prescribed me. It, it hurt, so you're going to get painkillers. So I had a big bottle of T3s. Yeah. They weren't... Codeine makes me sick, and it doesn't really work for me. So I was like, they're not working for me. So instead of like saying, okay, give back those T3s, I'll give you, you know, like, or something. It's like, okay, here's a big bottle of T4s. Yeah. And I, there's, I have two bottles of very powerful painkillers just sitting in my cabinet, like a hundred of them. Yeah. And they're just, they're there. I think uh, it's a whole society thing now. Uh, just people are looking for the easy way out. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, like some, I think about depression, like uh, not downplaying depression. It's a very serious thing. Yeah. But I, I know people who've had a family member died and then they were prescribed antidepressants. Well, you're not depressed. Your brother just died. You're mourning. You're mourning. Yeah. You just, you, know? you need to go through the natural. That's like, uh, I, I understand if a veteran from Iraq or Afghanistan or whatever war would like to have an emotional support dog or something with them so that they can just touch me like, okay, I'm not in Afghanistan right now. I'm sitting in a movie theater or something. But a young socialite who's upper middle class or rich living in LA who goes to Starbucks every day and takes Instagram photos does not need an emotional support animal. No. Yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, it's one of those things. So you got to... Get back to putting in work and and ex, you know doing things the hard way, not taking shortcuts. It's just a, it, it, it's the, a whole society thing now. With it is with technology and everything we have access to, and the the, the crazy PC movement where nobody can ever be sad. And yeah, you're not allowed to be unhappy ever, and you're not allowed to say work hard for something because some people work hard and they don't get what they want. And <laughs> yeah, it's 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 crazy. And like we spoke about this on our first podcast, like, and I, I said it last night as well, but I'll say it to you. I'll ask you the question. I don't, I don't know if you listened to our first one, but do you know it's either last year or 2015 or 2014 how much money the pharmaceutical giants in the U.S. made? I'm um, sure it's astronomical. Like, just take a guess. Uh, billions. $711 billion. Wow, that's amazing. From prescription drugs. Yeah. Their biggest, one of their biggest... Uh, Divisions, statins, yeah, cholesterol medication, yeah. That in people who don't have like like you said earlier, if you don't have problems with cholesterol, diet your diet doesn't really have that much of an effect. It might go up and down, but the levels will be balanced. Now I went to my doctor and he said, "Well, your cholesterol's up a bit," and I said, "Well, is it balanced?" And he's like, "Yeah." I'm like, "So what's the issue? Yeah. What, what do you want me to do?" It's just, it's, you, I exercise, I eat cholesterol-based foods. It doesn't affect my health. Yeah. But uh, statins and people like me who don't have a problem, but their cholesterol levels are just a bit higher, um, it actually shortens their life versus people who have that problem and don't take it. Yeah, I know. I think, you know, a lot of it's uh, genetics, stuff like that, diet and exercise, but... You know, some people have issues. They need the medication. Yeah, and it's to me, it's probably like ten percent of the people who are on it. Yeah, I really feel like that. 
Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, it's probably more, I'd less, I don't know, but I mean, it's, it's like there's people who are on diabetic medication. I know a guy who's on diabetic medication and he uses it as an excuse to still eat two or three Snickers a day, cake all the time, yeah. chips all the time. And it's like, if you just stopped eating that stuff, you wouldn't, you probably wouldn't need it, especially if it's induced by, it, it came on later in life, so it's induced by a diet. Yeah. If you lose some weight and stop eating bad, you won't need the medication. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's the whole society we live in now. Everything yeah. is just, oh, uh, what's the fastest way to do this? You know, you can go have surgery for this, take a pill for this. It's just a whole generational thing we have now. It is. And I mean, even look at, even on bodybuilding.com. Lose 10 pounds in six weeks is yeah. like, okay. Yeah, what's the the cardio machine that's always uh, uh, advertising on TV right now? It's like 14 minutes a week. Like this 50-year-old guy is shredded because he's exercising 14, 14, minutes. No. 14 minutes a day or 14 minutes every three days or something well, like that. I no, that guy so. does that commercial and then goes to the gym for an hour yeah. and watches what he eats. Exactly. But he's getting paid 60 grand to do that commercial, so he's going to be like, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like a lot of these fitness models and stuff you see, their job is to be in shape. They're yeah. in shape, ready to go, waiting for a call. So, And all the pictures they post, like the professional ones, they got took within a three-month period. Yeah. And now they're not that lean all year. Yeah. I know uh, it's like anything. I know in... You know, the the luckier I have been or the more successful I've been at different types, parts of my life has always been a correlation with how hard I've worked. Like, nothing worth anything is going to come that easy. No, so, I mean, like, well, you got kids. Yeah. Your children are how old? I have eight-year-old boy and twin girls that are six. How was having twins? I don't remember. The first year was just, just a, a blur. blur. You're tired. And, yeah. Yeah, I know. But after that, it was it was. Pretty good after that. They were actually a little maybe easier than my son because, you know, they had each other. Yeah. Right? You can cook supper and they could play with each other. They weren't pulling at your leg the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, having children is probably one of the hardest things you'll ever do. Yeah. But, like, if anyone came into your, even your best friend came into your house trying to hurt him, you'd break his neck. Yeah. There's nothing more important. Yeah. You know, your wife and your kids are the most important thing in the world. Yeah, exactly. And marriage isn't a, isn't a, you know, a, f- a flower petal filled boat ride either. Uh, it's something else you got to work at yeah. and put effort into in that. I mean, my wife hates me most of the time. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I try my best. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's, yeah, that's society and it goes with health and fitness and just everything in general. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, it, it might not be all that bad. I'm sh- like every generation says the next generation is doomed and terrible and all that. Like, you know, I grew up Generation X was the big thing. Oh, you guys are all a bunch of punks and that sort of thing. And yeah. So it, I, mean, I think it'll work itself out as people grow up. It will. Like, society goes in cycles. I mean, now we're going through this whole big PC movement and everyone who doesn't think exactly the same thing is wrong. And But, I mean, it'll balance itself out. Yeah. It'll, you know, it, people will be able to have different opinions without militant, you yeah. know, discussion. And, yeah. And it just, it is what it is. Yeah. So you said when we were talking before we started that you have plans for 2017 with your like coaching and YouTube and stuff. So why don't you? Yeah, I I really like to uh, get my little business off the ground, start helping some people. Uh, right now, I'm not doing any programming or anything like that for people. Um, I'm 
just working on time management and getting a little more experience with my own lifting before I jump into that whole world. So I'm just trying to help as many people as I can for free. You guys are messaging me all the time. I messaged you. Yeah. So what? When I, I, I help me, because you have a hyper extent, extension machine, right? Yes, I do. Yeah. And I want to use that because yeah. my back needs the decompression. Uh, you should definitely come over and give it a try sometime. Yeah. I know it's, you know, uh, it's not for everybody. I know a lot of people that didn't have s- such success with it, but the majority of people, if you l- use it how it's intended to be used, yeah. it makes a huge difference. I know uh, some of the labor intensive jobs I had in the past, if it wasn't for that thing, I probably still wouldn't, I probably wouldn't be training right now. So. Yeah. But yeah, that's, I'm just, right now I'm trying to help as many people as I can and uh, posting a lot of stuff on Instagram and social media and here in the new, near future, I'm actually looking at getting a web page up and getting into some programming, not specifically for powerlifting. You know, there's a lot of guys out there that haven't even competed and, uh, and uh, are helping people peak for powerlifting competitions. Yeah. Um, I'd like to achieve my own goals in powerlifting before... I'm trying to get someone else there. Yeah. But I've been doing this since I was a little kid, so I I definitely know. Well, you understand all aspects. You understand yeah. the strength, you understand hypertrophy, and you understand nutrition. Yeah, I've I've gone through all these phases since I was 14. I, I know what you have to do to get stronger. I know what you have to do to lose a bit of weight. I know what you have to do to to look a little better. Gain some muscle. Even be healthier. So yeah, definitely like check me out on Instagram, blue collar strength. Luke, is it on, is it blue collar underscore strength? The, the blue, actual. Yeah. Blue collar underscore strength. There's another guy out there that's got blue collar strength. He doesn't post too much, but he's let's, got my let's name. Let's go get him. So yeah. So blue collar underscore strength. And I also have uh, blue collar strength and conditioning on Facebook. Um, I was just sharing a lot of my Instagram stuff to there, but I'm trying to post some, a uh, little, few different things there and i'm working on actually doing some writing too and maybe getting a little blog going on my facebook page awesome so yeah check you are out. a a wealth of knowledge to me and it's refreshing to talk to somebody who well the name alone blue collar and it's just has over the years realized there's no shortcut yeah just take your time put in the work you don't have to be Getting ready for the CrossFit Games or yeah. a bodybuilding competition or a powerlifting competition, just it's easier to be health. It's easy to yeah. be healthier. Yeah, the, everybody, you know, some people are into CrossFit, some people are into powerlifting, but I think everybody got into that initial fitness thing to improve their quality of life. So yeah, you, you don't want to be taken away from your quality of life. Oh, I no. can't miss a meal. I can't miss a workout. So I, th- I think over the years, I've kind of fi- found that happy medium yeah. where, hey, I can still compete in powerlifting. I can get better at it gradually. And I still got time for my wife and kids. I'm a shift worker. Uh, we have a great time. We have a lot of fun. So, you know, you if, if you want to be a world champion, you got to make some sacrifices for yeah. sure. But just because you're a busy guy doesn't mean you can't achieve your goals. Exactly. And that is a... Good note to end on. Thank you very much for coming in. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was awesome. All right. Uh, check Sean out on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, like you said, send him messages if you got questions. Yeah, well, I may not get back to you right away, but I will get back to you and uh, help help people out any way I can. Awesome. All right. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. That was awesome, man.